y'all. I'm Lorel Lewis Oliver, a single mom with a 10-year-old daughter, and my mission is to support your journey to be the best single baby mama ever. Welcome to the Single Baby Mama podcast. This podcast spotlights the triumphs and struggles of being a single mother. We'll discuss issues such as dating as a single mom, marriage as a single mom, loving yourself as a single mom, and so much more. Feel free to join us as we relax and take in some knowledge. The Single Baby Mama podcast is motivating, inspiring, and invigorating. Each episode will be filled with issues single mothers face every day and inspirational messages to help you stay the course of being awesome single baby mama. Okay, SBMs, I'm back with another episode. Before we get started, I want to thank all of you for the ongoing support and feedback. I truly appreciate it on this journey. I also want to give a special shout out to Mr. Corner Jones and her mission to encourage women around the world. Today, I have with me a special guest, Ms. Shateria Dollar. Me and Ms. Dollar know each other and have been friends quite for some time now. We met while teaching together at an unknown school we're not going to mention. <laughs> um, I have Ms. Dollar here with me today because she's very, very special. I've watched her accomplish so much as an educator so quickly at such a young age. Miss Dolly, you want to give us a rundown of your bio so everybody can get to know you a lot better? Uh, yes. Okay, so hi, guys. Again, I'm Shateria Dollar. Um, I am originally from Atlanta. Yes, I am a Grady baby. Um, it's a blessing <laughs> and a curse because every time somebody say, where are you from? They, they think it's foreign to be from here. But seriously, um, I've been an educator going on about 10 years now. Um, I am a mother of three beautiful kids. I have a daughter that's 12 and I have two sons that are Irish twins. They're eight and nine. They're Irish twins because they was born within 12 months of each other. So I'm always getting asked, girl, what happened? None of your business. <laughs> um, right now, um, I am balancing quite a few hats um, from being an educator, academic coach. Right now, I'm also acting as an advocate between um, parents and coaches, making sure parents understand their uh, way that they attitude should be in the way that they're acting while they are at games and meetings. Um, right, I'm also a, a coach uh, for volleyball at a high school, and um, right now I'm also excited to say I'm finishing up my doctoral program. Ooh. Graduation is May fourth. Yes. Thank the Lord. So I will be Doctor Dollar. Okay, yes, but. <laughs> That's my little rundown. Everybody call me just a busy woman. They don't understand how I do it all. But, hey, we got to make it happen for our babies. Yes, ma'am. Y'all, we call her Dollar Bill because she is a hustler. But the <laughs> best part of all those hats that she wears is that she is an awesome, awesome single baby mama. Yes. So that's why she's here with us today. As you all can tell, she told you she has three kids, so she's very busy. And all three of those kids take part in sports. Yes, absolutely. At different times. What sports do your kids play, if you want mind telling us? Yeah, so um, my daughter, she's doing softball, dance, and um, track now. Um, my two sons are track and football. Okay, what made you get your kids involved in sports? I know a lot of time, especially for me, mine was to actually help my child, I guess, have another outlet from education. And also now is to give me a peace of mind or me that free time that I need when she's at practice or when she's away. 
So um, the number one reason why I did want them in sports is because I just feel like when kids have idle time, that's when bad things can happen or they can go that wrong route. Um, another reason why is for that social aspect. Um, I understand how, you know, they try to say, you know, you go to school, you can have it. School right now, I need them to focus more on academics versus that social aspect. You get a little bit, but I feel on the sports side, you get more of that social plus team building aspect that they need when they get older in life. Okay. Um, did you, when choosing your sports or when putting your kids in sports, did you choose, because I know at a very young age, we oftentimes choose the sports that we want to be in or we influence them in which way we want them to go. I mean, that's our job to do that. Um, myself, I'm a advocate for basketball, but as y'all know, my baby will not pick up a basketball to save her life. So right now, my role for her is a supporter and more so a motivator. So what part did you play in choosing the sports for your kids? And I know right now your daughter is older. Um, she's getting ready to enter in high school. So do you have a lot of influence on what sports she does or how do you let her decide? How do you handle that? So what I did early on was I exposed them to many sports and um, I let them just try different things. And the older they get, I asked them what they're serious about, because that's what the investment would be placed in. We, uh, my daughter, she took a liking to softball at an early age um, to the point where she was in dance. But when I told her it was time to make a decision on what we was going to put the money in, she chose softball. She stated that she loved the fundamentals and the game of softball. She said, although she loved dance, she rather take softball more serious. So that's hence why that's been the investment. But I let it be them because if the kids are not doing what they want to do, they don't put their best foot forward. So I always, and I ask her each time, like she got tryout Sunday, I said, hey, are you still serious? Because just know you don't have to do it. This has to be on you because I don't want her to feel like she's doing anything for me. Okay, with that, that was a, a great answer. I just want to piggyback off that. You said that it is, is an investment. Um, a lot of parents don't see it as an investment these days, um, even though you're dedicating a lot of time, <laughs> a lot of money <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> into it. So with it being an investment for you and making your kids understand that it, it's an investment, what expectations do you set for her and what expectations do you require her to set for herself? So the biggest thing is I let her know that she's a student athlete, student first. It can be an investment as it's possible. She could get a scholarship for the sport, but also she understands to play the sport, she has to be a student first. So even if we don't get that sports scholarship, we should get an academic scholarship. She knows the academics gonna always come first. It drives our sport drives. Like, so she knows she got to focus on that first, then she can play. So she can have, I told her, you should have a choice. Are you taking academic or sports ride you should have a choice because that student part comes first understanding that it's also an investment in the future because you're teaching them so many different good attributes that they need in life being on a team if you think about it the world is big on collaborations right now if you can't collaborate with others you would not be successful so it's an investment not only to say oh to play at d1 level it's an investment in their life to get them what they need to be successful in their real world Yes, and speaking on that, a lot of the kids don't understand the leadership skills that they possess being mm -hmm. on an athletic team. Um, a lot of them don't understand the guidance that they have or 
the role that sports can play with setting them up for their future. I'm a prime example of that. I graduated from high school, um, good basketball player at my high school. Before I even left my high school, my coach guaranteed that I had a job before mm-hmm. I graduated college. So that's why I push sports to my child. That's why I try to get her to see how the different avenues that sports can afford you. Absolutely. Um, I love the point academics first, because if all else, fa- else fails, mm-hmm. you have a degree. And as we all know, everybody, I think it's like mm-hmm. 3% goes pro or <laughs> if, that. if that 1%. So our kids need to understand the concept of being a student athlete, athlete. Yes. making sure they emphasize student yes. first. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, um, as a single mom, I know, um, you didn't say it, but Kira doesn't participate in softball locally. So <laughs> you drive about what an hour um for practice twice a week i have to drive over an hour and if you guys know we in the atl traffic is horrible it should be a 50 minute drive minimum is an hour 30 (laughs) minutes to two hours and um one thing i can say though i don't mind sacrificing my time because i feel like when god put people in your life that show you their vision and it's aligned with yours you got to follow it the coach that she has right now is phenomenal he's more worried on development versus just playing and that's what sold me because i want her to true this that fundamental age i want her to develop as a player so she can really make sure this is truly what she wants yes and not be stagnant because sometimes kids get stagnant when they play 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 it's it's not worth it because i feel like at that point where they're play play playing and they don't have the coach Mm -hmm. that pushes them that focuses on skill level not just at their age but giving them the skills that they need to advance and go to the next level i think a lot of time kids get either stressed Mm -hmm. or bored um they lose interest in what they're doing because they see no progress um and that can happen to the best athlete yeah i actually just had that happen with i was saying i'm an advocate right now i'm an advocate with trying to bridge that gap between the students their parents and the coaches actually had one baby just had a full ride to a d1 school that she turned it down wow because i was trying to explain her parents they pushed her too hard to make her not love the sport no more they would never give her a break so she decided to just take that like i said that's why it works to be that student first she decided to take her full ride at uga versus playing at the d1 school Right. And a lot of times that happens when we as parents try to live through our kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think instead of focusing on what's good for the kids, um, we actually focus on what's good for us or the outcome that it could provide for us. So when you and Kira taking these two hour drives, what you said, twice a week, (laughs) four days a week with games (laughs) on Saturdays and Sundays, and they just recently won. What championship? Um, they won their last tournament, but we went to the World Series. We just made it to that semi-championship, which I was super proud of them um, because they out of eight games, they lost their last game. They won to their eighth game, and I thought that was phenomenal. But, yeah, but we coming back harder next year for sure. Okay, and they're a pretty young team, right? All of them first time really playing with each other. A lot of yes, yeah, it was, yeah, it was definitely a new team, but I can definitely say you can tell that chemistry shifted so much where it works for the best for them. They really got to know each other. Okay, so while you and Kira in the car, a lot of times when London, our drive isn't – well, our 
used to be dry wasn't as far as the drive that you and Kira have. But um, we do take quite a hike for her to go to school. So in the new club that she's playing at now, it's going to be the same for us with the Atlanta traffic. So a lot of times when we're in the car, that's our time to connect with each other, even though you know where they want to be in the phones, TikTok mm -hmm. it up. <laughs> And all that other stuff, but I take that time to make sure that London and I do get that opportunity to bond. If it's nothing but us, we love Wordle. We love doing Wordles together. Um, love having car karaoke. My child is such an old soul girl. That's how <laughs> <laughs> she knows every single word to Destiny's Child Soldier. Call Tyrone. <laughs> That's your child. <laughs> Right. And girl, Ego by Beyonce is her go-to game song. So when she's ready to focus in on her game, she's listening to Ego by Beyonce. So how do you utilize that time with Kira in the car bonding? Um, I know a lot of times, especially after the games, a lot of parents want to hone in on what the kids didn't do, uh, what they should have done. How do you utilize that time before the games in the car, before practices, after games? How do you utilize that time with her to bond? So the before in practices and after games is totally different. So I start with after game because it's easy. <laughs> after games, just because they have been so successful, we literally leave out between 11 p.m. and 1 a.m. So she wow. sleep after the games. Tired. Yes, it's not <laughs> every game that we have left. She has definitely sleep. But when we're going to practices and um, games, I always utilize the last 20 minutes is actually her mental time where yeah. it's quiet because I don't play the radio in my car either, though. It's just a quiet time before when she first get in there though i always ask her about her day and how she's feeling because she's going through a lot right now right. um so i let her get that out and then she'll be telling me about stuff and then she actually in the midst in route she my child is very determined she's determined to be the best yeah so is. literally <laughs> after i get my spell out she has to be on youtube looking at girls pitch right because she's just trying to get her craft better that's something. So I try not to bug her. Some days before practice, we actually might have homework where she have to hook up to her hotspot. That's probably about twice out the week where she might have to because she plays on more than one team. Mm -hmm. So the local team, sometimes she's still finishing up some homework to get there. But other than that, I always make sure that first couple of minutes with all of them, I'm asking them about their day, asking them how they're feeling, like just trying to check do a mood check and i always let that last couple of minutes be a mental mental time where you're refocusing on what you're trying to accomplish when you get to practice what do you want to gain from it what did you learn from the last practice think about the things that your coach is telling you and even with i tell them do it if they don't have that from the coach do it from what they did at school that day just to have that self-reflection yeah that's so important especially with how the world is today um as educators we know and we've seen the mm -hmm. um, suicide rates amongst kids yes. increase within the last couple of years so that mental break that mental check-in mm -hmm. with the parents is so key and so important i make sure that i do that every single day especially like you said after school i don't know if a lot of people don't understand but school can be really really cruel to some kids real cruel and we see it firsthand we saw it firsthand <laughs> yes so um we know that so doing those mental checks with your kids asking them how they they went um that's not tedious i mean that's not tedious at all it's that's something that really really needs to be done especially these days absolutely yes um so as a as a sports mom as a single mom being a sports mom what are some of the characteristics that you feel like um, someone that's 
just now becoming a single mother or someone who's just not becoming a sports mom because it can go for people who because a, a lot of times mothers the responsibility of getting them to and from fall solely on a mom mm -hmm. so what are some of the characteristics that you would um tell someone just now entering the game that they need to have or expect of themselves i would say the biggest thing is just patience yes um just having patience on everything with your babies understand that they're going to make mistakes understand that sometimes the coach probably told you just an hour and he might need an hour he or she might need an hour and 30 minutes just understanding that patience because what fo most folks don't realize a lot of the coaches are not getting paid even yeah. i just put a perfect example out there if you in a rockdale county area you might as well say those coaches do not get paid right uh football coaches for example for the high school they're with your child we contract 190 days they probably got your babies 95 days their average stipend is six thousand dollars and it's a stipend it's a stipend yes. six thousand so just understand and just being patient with the coaches and your kids because they're doing it because they want to right and then just have an understanding and just know like that smile on your baby face makes it all worth it because when yes. i calculate the time that i'm in my car i'm in my car more than i'm at home <laughs> <laughs> just because like i'm enjoying like i'm on a two-week break list ending today <laughs> it is it is today because like i said we start because sunday and then they done started summer practices for my boys so it's like my two week break is over so just understand just being flexible and having that patience like it, it really gets you through right. it really gets you through and i like what you spoke about um knowing that the coaches a lot of a lot of the coaches um london's previous soccer coach oh i'm gonna miss him <laughs> but um he was that person he was that person he everything that he does um he does it for the kids mm. and um it's not for the pay at all and for me being an athletic director finding that person who actually is dedicated to the success of the kids and not doing it for the little bit of coins that they receive um that's special especially very, very, that's special. very special you said that the success of the kids right that's it is so special to me so shout out to all the coaches <laughs> that's doing it for the kids yes you are definitely appreciated your <laughs> right. unicorns you yes. appreciate it right um a lot of people feel that um in order for children to and this might rub some people the wrong way but a lot of times a lot of people feel that in order for any child to be successful in sports um especially boys they need a male figure to be a part of that success um me as a single mother my child's father does play a, a huge role in her success athletically um funding those things but majority of the time it's me because he doesn't live in the same area that we live in so it's me getting her to practices getting her to games getting her prepared for games talking to her about things after the game the struggles and practices um and i know a lot of people may say oh well you're different you're a coach you play sports so you know but a lot of times a lot of people feel like kids need the direction of a male in sports and i guess that's just the society that we live in um what are your feelings on that i think it depends on the child and i say this so with my daughter she lost her dad last december um he was a big um impact in her life like i had to handle pressures because he did live like 50 minutes away but he made sure he came to at least 80 percent of the games when he didn't conflict with his schedule but i can say 
the smile on her face when he was there versus me Ooh, it was totally different <laughs> i seen that she pushed herself more when he was in the crowd or even if she knew i was recording for him it was a little bit more energy versus with me right then on the other hand with my boys so their dad is not athletic at all so when they see somebody doing sports it was me for them coming to my kickball games but I noticed from them working with a new coach for their strength and um, their speed and agility training and strengthening that they do respond better to when a male tell them to do something versus me because he's telling them the same thing I was telling them, <laughs> but they're responding better to him. So I really think on the child, because when I work with my nephew, anything mm-hmm. I tell my nephew to do, he did. Right. He did it just like it didn't matter. But I feel like it just depends. I feel like sometimes I just feel like it's not that that. I feel like in the black community, I feel like they just need a little bit more males visible to to have that structure and leadership. But I feel like there's nothing wrong with a woman stepping in doing it as well. I feel like we can do anything a man can do, but some kids do respond better. And I just feel like it's just based on those babies. Like sometimes some babies do need that male figure, but you might notice some of them want the woman figure. So I think it kind of just depends on the kids right right um my baby's the same way girl her daddy shows up to don't let him be late and <laughs> the game started and she's in the middle of the game i'm like girl i've been here all day <laughs> Your face ain't light up like that so yes um I, I i do too feel that um depending on the kid depending on the situation it's also very important for a male figure to be um, present because um, like you said, in the black community, we lack, we lack that. We lack that in the classroom. Um, Athletically wise, we we lack that. Um, So you talked about Kira, she does play softball. Y'all, Kira is an amazing pitcher. (laughs) Yes, very rare. Um, But she's also a dancer, an awesome dancer. Um, And I think the school that she currently attends, um, she is actually there for performing arts. Yeah, she's doing Um, um, performing arts dance magnet at the middle school. That was our barter. I told her since she still want to do it, she could do it on the academic level since she didn't have time to do it for outside of school. Okay, so that's how you guys balance it. That's her academic, um, I guess her academic sports mm-hmm. um that keeps her engaged in school and yes. like you said it actually helps her get accepted into that madness school where she is now yes. and y'all she is an awesome dancer also she don't get it from a mama though <laughs> she did she did she did she did but yeah she's she's awesome like her last recital she actually had to choreograph and i was just i started crying in the audience i'm like wow i didn't know she was capable <laughs> right okay so she is getting closer to high school um Ninth grade is coming real soon. Ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. she's no longer your baby anymore. So, do you think there's gonna be that um that place where she does have to choose one over the other, and how or or will you influence her on making that decision? Um, I feel like I told her it's just always her choice. She knows now, like if she wanted to stop one and do more and more of the other, she could. Just so she just said understand scheduling um right now she's hoping to go to the performing arts high school for dance um yeah. i'm just not sure what area we're going to be in because i'm trying to move out of the county so i'm not really sure what i'm going to do um i'm hoping she will be at a school that do offer it just in case she still want to just do it on an academic level yeah. but it's her choice what she 
it's always just her choice. I asked her before the start of each season, are you sure? Are you positive? Are you trying to do it for recreation? Or are we serious? Because she knows if it's just recreation, the trainings are gone because I'm only investing in what she truly wants to do. Right. So you you spoke on Kira losing her dad. Um, you spoke on how strong their bond was, um, how um, he was one of her biggest supporters. So we all know that losing a parent can be hard for an adult. Um, so we can only imagine what a child has to go through, especially with so much on, on their plate and um, the world around them. So um, <clears throat> how have you helped Kira maintain, um, maintain her space, um, maintain her motivation and her drive to want to be a part of sports and to actually help her cope with because as adults when we lose parents i feel like we need to have some type of therapy because that's a loss of a parent but with the kid um how have you helped her to cope with that so one of the first things um we did i did sign her for counseling i think one of the hardest parts right now is is her dad was murdered and he was murdered by someone that was in her life for about seven years Wow. so and the fact that the case is not closed is, I think that's what keeps triggering her mostly. Cause it's like, she, like matter of fact, um, next week, next week she has to go get questioned by the GBI. Mm -hmm. So having a balance of like, um, over the last year, my baby and I got questioned over eight times by detectives, DA. Now she's going to get uh, questioned by an actual agent. I feel like once that part is over, right. she'll be able to fully, fully go through her grief. But I feel like right now it's still, it's like the wound keep getting snatched off. Right. Every time, um, she, every time she have to relive that day. Cause she was there that day. She didn't see the actual shooting, but she was just at the home. She saw her dad's body. Oh, wow. She saw That's everything. She heard different conversations that I wasn't privy to until I did take her to counseling. Um, when I didn't know that either. So when you do grief counseling, that first session, the parent or guardian has to be in. So in that session is when I knew her dad got murdered because uh, from what she said, and that's when I had to contact the authorities. But I can't say my baby, she very strong. Um, yeah. One thing she did on her own was she pushed herself into softball more while she was going through it. And when I asked her why, she said it helps her mentally get through what she's going through she said she knows her dad's in a better place and like i got to folks like you're a strong because yeah. <laughs> when i lost my mom i wasn't i wasn't like that at all so i told her she's strong but i just try to just be the support she needs um i try to just be there for her and let her know that it's okay to cry because I, I never forget i told the story when i was at my mom's funeral I'm crying. I actually had someone come up to me and tell me that I was crying too much. What? And I told her, I don't want you to ever feel like you got to hold nothing in. I want right. you to let it out. It's okay to express yourself. That's what you do as a human. You express yourself. And it's hard trying to digest things of this nature when you're so used to being around someone. And I'm like, that's your father. But I feel like I just try to just be that listening ear, that shoulder, and then I also just try to peep in when she thinks no one's looking just to see how she's truly acting. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like I'm just there. Whatever she needs, I just I just make sure I'm just there. Right now, She's I feel like she has been playing her best because she'll say before the game, my daddy with me, he's going to see me play today. So I got to make sure I'm doing good. She understands her daddy is in heaven looking at her at all times. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that's special too. London lost her grandmother when she was two. It's amazing how much our kids can remember or retain from just the memories and the times that they spend with somebody. So mm -hmm. that's very hard for them to get over. But um, London does the same thing. I had to explain to her. It's, it's awesome to have a guardian angel. Mm -hmm. um, London has a necklace um, that her dad got her with a picture of her grandmother on it. And when I tell you, she can't wear it in a game, but it's always in that bag, um, either in that bag or in her shoe. She keeps that with her. So that's, it. like you said, it motivates her. Mm -hmm. um, so our next step, one of my goals for her is to actually get her a pair of cleats with her grandmother's face painted on oh, it. Just, yes. just to kind of motivate her and um, you know, let her know that that's something special. You have a guardian angel. Yeah, that's nice. Um, you spoke about how hard it is on Kira, but I know um, you and he, you you all had a close bond. You parent your child together. Um, you guys were still friends. It wasn't a toxic parenting situation. So I can only imagine how hard it has to be for you um, also to deal with it. So you're having to help yourself heal and cope with it as well as help Kira and, Kira and her um, healing process. So how has that... Um, truth be how has that pain brought you guys closer together or has it even influenced the bond that you guys have um i think it made our bond closer um just because she understood like the everybody called our relationship weird <laughs> <laughs> he was just your baby daddy <laughs> everybody got that was my best no, friend yeah. everybody called our relationship weird um so it was like she knew like and it was crazy when it happened uh, when i got to the hospital when he was still fighting I'm trying to rush to her to check on her and she coming to me like, are you okay, mommy? Wow. And I'm just like, how are you checking on me? I'm supposed to be checking on you. And that's something that she continues to do. She'll try to come check on me. And I'm like, girl, I'm the mama. Right. She really think she's my mom. Like I'm about to get a text in a minute asking, am I good? <laughs> if I be gone too long, she texting, am I good? Am I okay? How I'm feeling? And what's crazy, like today before I left, she was like, mama, she was like, you know what tomorrow is? And I said, yeah. And she was like, you know, after tomorrow, two weeks, it's my dad's. My mom's birthday's tomorrow. And then her dad's birthday's in two weeks. His birthday's actually two days before mine. Wow. So, yeah. But, no, I think it has made us closer. And it made me just love her even more just seeing the strength because i'm like girl you strong yeah, like they, they amaze they can amaze you kids can be so yeah like amazing. i'm i'm i be i be tripping on how strong she is it's crazy right and then oftentimes we don't realize what they see in us mm -hmm. and what they see in us they actually reflect the things that we've done for them and not even realize it so i'm pretty sure she gets that i i know that she gets that strength from you yeah. just being around you and your energy um, not only that you have with your kids, but the kids that you teach um, that are not even yours, that are only yours for eight hours a day. Yeah. So I know that she does get that strength and that determination and that drive from you. Um, <clears throat> do you think, well, you said that sports, softball, she said that she chose to play softball because that motivated her. Um, that actually took her mind off of the whole process and every, losing her dad and what, what she was going through. Um, what other ways do you think that it that sports has helped her um i guess heal i think it it helped her with just the social aspect with just she realized like she has support outside of the house she has that just some regular support and 
one of the things you know how sometimes they say death brings on like stuff within the family where stuff don't be right so like since her dad died she haven't been able to see her cousins that much because um and i hope she's listening because his wife don't like my child so she won't let <laughs> the kids come around so it's like she needed them though and it's like it's crazy because she won't even let like the grandma she just trying to isolate the kids from that part of the family and i'm like the kids need each other right. so she with her team it's like she like they it's so funny they call each other cousins even though my baby the only chocolate one there they it's so cute though <laughs> but it's like she realized she's like she's like it sucks that she can't see them but she was like she's loving that bonding like we went tubing with them and we had a blast like she loved just those experiences and then i got her to see i just took some of my volleyball seniors whitewater rafting and i took her with me so she could see like those connections go beyond the sports yes, yes. so just to see that and we had we yeah. had an amazing time and that, that's what i love about sports that's what i love about coaching um just creating those bonds creating that extra family outside of your household um that's mm -hmm. what london soccer teammates have now become a part of our family our extended family yeah um i have players um that make sure that i'm to you too make sure you just say every graduation mm -hmm. every event they have and you get those texts hey and you know there's no no yeah. exceptions you better no. be there they don't yes. care what you got going on so that's one of the things that i love about sports too and that that it actually provided a relationship with me um my high school coaches now i call them my god mom um so that and my mom kept her child so that's they're they're part of our family now so sports Absolutely. does create that bond of having a family or having that support outside of your home mm -hmm. and i love the like you said the different experiences that your child may normally not get to experience she's mm -hmm. having that opportunity to create those bonds create those memories and actually experience um those things so um now you got to get back home to your babies. Yes. Don't want Kira texting you. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. I truly appreciate it. Um, one of my sayings is that um, you create a circle, like we said, create a circle filled with people that motivate you and inspire you to do exactly what you want to do to walk in your purpose. And as you know, you're one of those people for me. Um, uh you you guys the circle that i've created just from working or teaching with you guys has um, made a world of difference in my life Amazing. um so I, I love our bond that we've created um i like seeing you walk in your purpose y'all this she's amazing um i'm trying to get her to write a book to tell her story y'all she is so <laughs> so phenomenal 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 uh how you say it? phenomenal <laughs> there you go <laughs> Um, so, um, I thank you. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, I love what you're doing with your babies. I love how you dedicate your time to your babies. Um, a lot of the times we do, um, get to the point where, um, we don't have time for ourselves, but that's one of the things that I've learned from you because you do make time <laughs> to make sure that you got that me time, but your you babies are yeah. well taken care of. You do go over and beyond for them, but you do make sure that, you um, to. Shateria gets her time in there. Yes, too. Uh, so I greatly appreciate that. Um, I greatly appreciate you being here. I love our conversations. Um, y'all, this is a very powerful, smart, intelligent, single baby mama. 
Um, she's one of the best examples. So that's why I had to have her on <laughs> as my first guest. Um, she's been through a lot. She's been through a lot. But like I told you, um, young, successful, and y'all, she about to be Dr. Dollar. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you again. Um, any last thoughts, any last piece of advice that you want to give to our SBMs um, that wear so many hats? Yes, first, I want to tell you thank you. Thank you so much for having me. About to make me cry. I didn't realize I was so good. <laughs> I was like, I'm there. But I can say, like, I tell folks all the times, like, I love God have put me in different places because when I have got to these places, I have built so many good relationships that I just, I don't know what I would do without that circle. Like, I love y'all. Like, we serious when we serious, but when we play, we play, y'all. <laughs> but one thing I just want to tell, like, the single baby mamas is don't let people be negative towards you. There is nothing wrong with being a single baby mama. Um, I watched my mama do it. My mom was the strongest woman I know, and she motivated me. It's not a path that I chose, but I made the best decision for my kids that I didn't want them seeing a toxic environment or anything negative. I want them to be brought up on love, on being on love, love, and letting my babies know that they are loved and they are blessings to me. I don't care what nobody else say, because trust and believe, folks had a lot to say when I had my sons, but I just tell them put respect on my name because it's an EDS behind it, and it's going to be a doctor in front of it next year. So just respect me, because I don't have nobody helping with my babies. I do it by myself. When I do get support, I take it, but I never ask for it because I don't like folks to try to be like, well, you, no, 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 no. You can't say that about me, baby. You volunteered because I'm not going to ask y'all for nothing because folks be cruel. They are. They cruel. They are. They are. And that's why a lot of times we um, seem to, or what we do, we do take on a lot of our responsibilities with our kids um, because of the simple fact that um, people are cruel. People are cruel. Oftentimes, um, like I said in the last episode, they're going to push you, they're going to praise you, but they'll always find a flaw or a fault when you're not doing something correctly. Absolutely. So, but baby, keep pushing, <laughs> keep doing you because there's no other you and I greatly appreciate it. And thank you all my single baby mamas. I hope that this episode can help you, motivate you, inspire you in some type of way. Always remember that I love you. I'm here for you. Um, and toodles. <laughs>